Welcome back to another episode of Your Story, a conversation about you told by you. It's an opportunity to learn more about those around us and also why they chase the dreams they're after. On this week's episode, I chat with Lafayette senior multi-sports standout Carlos Cortez. He is heading to Missouri Western next year to play football and still has a track season left at Lafayette after an impressive junior run to state. But Cortez also discusses what it means to be a Northsider and what advice he tries to give others too. So let's get started with this week's episode with Carlos Cortez. All right, man, just kind of, uh, we'll, we'll start off with the future for you a little bit with Missouri Western and, you know, it, it's been talked about a lot. The three of you, Lafayette seniors going to Missouri Western to play football. Um, just what does that mean to you to be able to continue your football career? I mean, yeah, we, me, Jaron, and Clinton, we started football together. And we, we kind of talked about it, you know, ending our, our more than likely ending our uh, football careers together. And when we started it, I mean, it, you, you really can't beat anything like that. Whenever you, you grew up with them, you, you, you've had really important conversations with them about everything, your, your best friends, you, t- you see each other every day and then to go to college and, and play your last four years together, man, it's, it, it's something that, that you have to experience to understand. What made you settle on Missouri Western? I know Jaron kind of talked about he kind of had to maybe help the recruiting pitch a little bit for Missouri Western <laughs> along the way. But for you, and you know, watching social media, I, I know you, you guys were getting a lot of attention. I mean, colleges were looking at you guys, and rightfully so, for what you guys were able to do, not just this year, but I think the record-breaking record early in the year kind of maybe helped set the tone a little bit too. But just take me through the process of what made Missouri Western, you know, the place for you. So I didn't decide until after my official visit and, you know, at, at other visits, the head coach really isn't there. Like he leaves it to his assistants, but at Missouri Western coach Williamson, he is the guy that takes you on your tours. He is the guy that answers your questions. He is the guy that you have conversations with, you laugh with and, and at other schools, they just didn't take the time out of their day to go actually make a, a bond or have a conversation with you. And that that is that's really what sold me because Coach Willie, he actually cares and he actually means what he says in those recruiting pitches. How how important is that? I, I don't want you to go into like any type of throwing anybody under the bus or anything with that, but how much how important is that part? Because we all know when it comes to it doesn't matter what job, the recruiting mm-hmm. pitches are recruiting pitches. I mean. Are, are they real? Is this just lip service to kind of get me to do something? When did you feel like, you know, Coach Williamson in Missouri Western was genuine, was real? Was there a certain point during that visit that you kind of said, okay, this is real for me and real to them? After we got our tour and everything, um, we uh, he sat us down in a player-only panel, um, and the players just talked to us, like, one-on-one. They, they said everything he's saying – is true. I mean, we, we've been with Coach Willie for, for two, three years, and everything he said, everything he's trying to implement into the program, he's actually doing. And, yeah, but, like, uh, other schools, you, you really didn't have that closure of, of is, the, is this recruiting pitch real, and is, is, are they actually meeting what they're saying? <clears throat> As you kind of started going through the process of, you know, looking at colleges, when did the dream of – playing college football go from just being that a dream to okay 
there's there's interest out there, not just me wanting to go, but there's places that want me to play too. Yeah, well, it, my recruiting really didn't pick up until uh, until this year. So uh, junior year, or ending my junior year, I, I was wanting to do track. I wanted to run track because that's what all my attention was for. And that's what every all the other schools were um, uh, recruit me for. So, but you know, I, I from growing up watching my brothers play, uh, watching my dad talk about football, I I wanted to play football in college, and that realization didn't hit until this year when when we all of us we had our our breakout season. How much? When you talk about, you know, track being the kind of the thing, I mean, you, you went to state last year. Obviously, you didn't have a sophomore season of track. Just was track what you thought was going to be that, that that ticket in college? Or just take me through kind of, like you said, not until the breakout season, so to speak, with football, did you think this was going to be football in college? Or just kind of take me through what you were kind of thinking along this whole journey. So track um... – I originally was going to use it as a as a, a tool to help me get recruited for football, you know, because um, you really can't see actual speed on the field. You see speed on 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 the track. And and every time I would have a meet, I would send my meet my times to all the football coaches trying to get what my uh, my skills were and, and what I had what I was going to bring to the table. And, yeah, track was it's. It's, it's always been there for me. It's, it's a fallback, but it also helped me with my football recruiting process. I remember talking to you after state track last year. Little, you were a little frustrated at the time, but, I mean, how, how fast that group that you guys were, just how, how motivated was that? Because, I mean, you guys were all running, what, sub-11s, I think, yeah. right around that. Mm-hmm. That that was a fast group that you were in. I remember, I think I was telling either your dad or you know one of the coaches or your brothers like that. That was a fast, fast group that you guys were all part of. How, how does that motivate you? This kind of how does track do that motivation for you? Yeah. So just a little background on that. Um, going in track, ranking third in state, and going into the state meet, uh, they had me actually placing on the podium, and then showing up there, and then actually seeing guys that that ran my times that, that could blow me out the water. Um, it, it gave me an extra bit of, of, of hunger wanting to, you know, compete more, wanting to actually prove to everyone that, you know, that season really wasn't a fluke and, and that I'm, I can actually do what I've been saying that I can do or what everyone else has been saying I can do. So, and that translated into the next football year or this football year, you know, I, I wanted to prove to everyone that I, you know, I can play football. I can, I can go out there and ball with, with, with the best of them. Do you ever think about, you know, the idea of, you know, we see the talk about, you know, concentrating on one sport, but instead of trying to be a multi-sport, how maybe that attitude with state track and that hunger maybe helps you with football, but I mean, it could be for any sport helping another sport, but for you, it's that hunger from track and state help you for football too yeah so it's 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 the success you get I mean you're 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 addicted to the success and 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 it's bad to say but you're kind of addicted to the media attention too when it when it comes oh, to that. 
<laughs> so so you, you really just you really want to stay successful and you really like, like I said you really just want to keep proving yourself to everyone as you as you look at this season and what you guys were able to do and I was talking to Jaron about this too like, you know it wasn't the ending you guys wanted but you look at that district that you guys are always in. I mean Lafayette I mean Benton same way for your central when you they get down the Kansas City districts too it's always you guys and you have Excelsior sitting there and it's just, you know, fights year in and year out just in that district. How do you look at, look at the success of the, the, the year that you guys had this year? Yeah. Um, we lost a lot of guys last year and really no one was, was expecting, expecting us to do anything. We won three games, uh, three or four games my junior year with, with a lot of talent. We had a lot of guys everywhere. And then, so yeah, really, no one was expecting us to do anything. But we go out there, like you said, we 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 break records our first game. We put up fifty six points, game in and game out. And it's it's the disrespect that we kind of felt our or our junior season with everyone saying, "Oh, they're not good anymore. They don't really have those type of athletes anymore." We, we want to go out there and and show everyone, yeah, we we do have these athletes. We we did work in the off season. We we do have really good chemistry. And we want to prove them that no, we're not one of those other Lafayette teams that crumble at the at the very end. You know, we we fought to the very end, and and we were um, pretty content with with how everything ended up. When did you know that th this offense was going to be w what it was? Was it before? Now I don't know if you're going to be lying to me or not when you tell me this. Was it before the record breaking week one, or was that after the fact that when you guys put up those numbers? Because I think I asked you guys that week two, how do you top week one when you guys set Missouri records there in week number one? I mean, just when did you know that this group was going to be a special offense? Um, the halftime of the Atchison game. Um, <laughs> That's better every, than telling me before, yeah. Uh, every every ball Jaron threw, every pass we caught, every, every time a running back touched the ball, um, we were getting – 10 plus yards out of everything. And, and we, we have speed all, all we had speed all around and uh, we just, we were just ballers that game. And it's, it really wasn't that we couldn't do anything. We just needed that game to prove to us that we could do, um, we could be athletes. We could go out there and ball. And, and that, that really just what fed the whole entire season of uh, offensively. You know, I don't know if, people really look deeply. I think people are now looking more deeply, deeply into the psychological and mental part of the game, but how big is that to have that? Not saying you guys weren't confident going into week one, but getting that confidence from week one, how big was that for you guys? And how big can that be for the psyche for you, for Jaron, for the rest of the guys, for Kingston, you notice everybody out there just to have that out of the gate. Oh yeah. It's huge. And it's not, huge for us like just for us in general it's it's huge we're playing other teams you know other teams are hearing about hey they, they can put up 56 points they can score a touchdown in in five seconds and we just go out there and play and and the, the other teams they're going to make the mistakes that they, they they were they're the ones that were scared they're the ones that were trying to prevent us from scoring and and we just went out there and balled and and, and did our thing you talked about the disrespect that you guys felt coming into this year I don't know if that comes from me, that comes from the media, that comes from the schools or just everybody as a whole. Just, 
where, where do you feel that from? I'm not trying to have you guys, you know, yeah. point fingers, but how do you, how do you, how do you feel that? Do you just kind of feel it in the air? Is it just things you hear? Where does that come from? Yeah, you, you, you hear it around your community, you know, Lafayette, the North side, we're, we're a really tight community and, and people talk. Um, <laughs> they talk to the South side, they talk to the, the, the team in, in Midtown and everything just goes around and it might've been a little bluff to uh, get us ready for this season, but, uh, you know, I mean, it worked and, and uh, we did, we, we worked hard whenever we, uh, we found out that, that nobody really was expecting anything uh, out of this season. And, and we, in the summertime, we hit the weight room, we, uh, we conditioned and, and like I said, we, we did our thing. You, you talk about, you know, the city as a whole and you go to any jamboree. I know you and the guys at the Vasco Jamboree are right there in the middle of the crowd enjoying the entire thing. How special is this rivalry in the city? I mean, I don't think it's a hatred rivalry as much as a we're just going to poke at each other and we're going to pry and we're going to see who's going to get mad first. And we're just going to see who, who, I don't know, can stonewall it the longest if, that, if that's maybe what it is sometimes. Yeah, it's like a, uh, a big brother, little brother type of thing. You know, we, we, we uh, try to get under each other's skin um, and we – we want to win. We want, we want those bragging rights. Uh, it's kind of a little, a little petty rivalry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any little thing we do, volleyball, soccer, baseball, basketball, heck, even, even uh, our, our debate teams, even when they go against each other, we, we want to win and, and we want those bragging rights. How, how much fun has it been a part of that? I mean, you've grown up with it. So, so, you know, and a lot of these kids have whether whatever sport it is, but, it feels different than other rivalries, you know, in, in the, unless you have those true rivalries in other schools, but it just kind of feels like it's the South side, it's the North side, it's midtown. I mean, there, there's three yeah. high schools. And so you're going to have the rivalries throughout. Just what's it been like kind of growing up with it and embracing and enjoying the rivalry that you've been a part of? Yeah. And you talk about growing up, you know, we grew up with guys that went to boat or went to Bitten that, that go to central and, it, 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 it fuels it a little bit, you know, uh, growing up with those guys, playing football with those guys in, in middle school and elementary school. And, and even back then we, we wanted to prove that, that we were the best. Um, we would even in middle school talk about what middle school was better. And it just goes way back with everyone. And, and it's, it's been really been the time of our lives in high school with, with sports, um, with the social life and, and, and everything beyond that. I, I want to kind of get into your background a little bit. And I, I did a story with you and your brothers, man. So it was the beginning of your junior year. It, it would have been the beginning of, yeah, your junior year would have been when, when I talked to all of you guys. Um, just what, what has it been like growing up in, in that football household? Because, I mean, it, it's no secret. If anybody thinks of Cortez on the north side, the name's already there. So what, what's it been like growing up with this football background? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's huge. You know, me growing up younger than my brothers, um, I was always little, I was, uh, always slower, weaker. And I would, I remember sitting, uh, on the deck, watch them play one-on-one -on -one tackle football when I was four years old and they were seven, they were 10 years old. And, and like you said, the, the rivalry that, that they had in the bond that they had, you know, I wanted that too. 
So what they did, I copied monkey see monkey do. And, and they went, they went and played football. I'd go there to their practices, watch them. My dad would talk about football. I'd go to school and say the same things. My dad would say on a Sunday night, Saturday night about the chiefs and Notre Dame and everything like that. So, um, you know, it, it's not really about the football. It's about the relationship that me and my brothers and my family built through football. And, and it's, it's something, like I said, you have to experience to understand and, and to actually comprehend how close football has actually made us as a family and as, as siblings. You, you, you talked about just how much the, the relationships is built with you and your brothers and your family. Can you imagine not having football in, in your family just because of how maybe deep it's connected you guys on another level? No. And- and our weekends together, it's, it's spent watching football. It's spent talking about football, you know, and then, and then we'd go to church. And after, after that Sunday afternoon, we would go back and start watching football again, talk about football. And it, 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 it extends far beyond our just immediate family. You know, my uncles, my grandpa, my cousins, we, we all have this bond because of football. And, and whenever you have something you all share together, it, it's, it's something that, that's, that's really special. And it's something that, that you can't recreate. Through, through anything else. Simple question for me to ask, but what what motivates you? And it doesn't have to just be sports, but just maybe in life, just what motivates you? Um, like I said, it, it's through through my brothers. You know, um, it's that that little tiny rivalry we have. Uh, um, I I want to make them proud, but also I want to I want to um, go beyond. I want to be known beyond their name. I want to be known through my own person instead of their own person. So I want to make them proud, but also I, I want to excel beyond them. I'll get you out of here in a, just a couple more questions and then get you out of here. Um, looking back at high school and you've, you've still got a semester to go. Um, what, what's maybe a, a memory that stood out to you, football related or sports related, but also just high school that's really stood out to you too? Oh man. Um, Really everything in high school, but specifically, it's kind of weird. But all the uh, all the assemblies we 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 we've had through uh, through the, the homecoming weeks, through when we had assembly when we played central, we had assembly when we played Benton, and and it's it's those little tiny moments that that you would cherish through your whole entire life, and the activities that we did, and the assemblies, the the school support that we had when they would call the football team out, and it, it's it's those little things that that want to drive you to, to better your community and, and to play for your community. That's where I was going with this question. You kind of started answering it right there. What is the North side? What is St. Joe even for that matter? I mean, you're staying home in a sense you're going across town, but <laughs> you get to get away from home a little bit, but what is the community meant to you so far? Oh man, the, the North side community, it's, it is unmatched. Um, I live in, in Midtown. I legit live two minutes from central walking distance, but whenever I, I drive up to school to, to the North side, you know, we see everything's Lafayette and everything Lafayette football, Lafayette basketball, Lafayette softball. And they, they support you no matter what wins, losses, you have people at the game, you have alumni at the game at, day in and day out. And sometimes you even have alumni sitting up on the hill at practice watching you practice and it's whenever you you get to experience that on on a daily on a daily basis you you don't want to leave it 
Last question. Um, what's advice you would give to, let's say a middle school kid that, you know, it's getting ready to come into Lafayette or maybe even just in high school for that matter, it can be central Benton. It could be, you know, LeBlanc, wherever they're going. What's that advice that you would give to somebody who's, you know, holy cow, I'm going into high school. I'm the small fish in the, in the big pond kind of, what would you tell them? Um, really just re- respect everyone. And, and, and whenever you respect everyone, that's when everyone respects you back. And, and that, that's how, that's how you, you build a community. Whenever you, you go in there, you're, you're, you're the new kid in school. Whenever you're the new kid at practice and you have level of respect for somebody, they're going to have that level of respect for you. And you're going to create those bonds and, and you're not going to be that, that new kid anymore. You're not, you're not going to be the small fry anymore. You're, you're going to have a community backing you. You're going to have a team backing you. And you're going to have a school backing you.